0: what's up everyone thank you for checking out this episode of raised a geek this week we are going to discuss our favorite movies of 2022 let's just get into it because i know some of you have been waiting for a little bit for this list i'm chris as always i'm here with my buddy don how we doing man we're good um still still good still good continuous ready talk, recording
1: ready to talk some movies if you listen to our last episode which you may have just heard uh very recently we went pretty long on those tv shows just we we kind of got into it man we leaned into the tv we liked. uh there was a lot we liked and we had a lot to talk about so yeah we we wanted uh, to split this one up and give 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 our favorite films their due time and due space and not feel rushed with it so here we are part two of our uh best of 2022 the film edition
0: The film edition. So thank you for everybody who's coming back over from the TV show. Thanks for everyone who's listening to us for the first time. Wanting to know what our favorite movies are of 2022. You found the right place. Let's just jump into it. There's no time for anything else. Yeah. Let's jump straight back into it. Don, favorite movies of 2022. Now we differ on this TV show. We had a lot of similarities. These movies, we don't have a lot of similarities. We only got a couple. Out of the yeah. five that we each tried to pick. So I guess going back over the rules here, we're kind of ad-libbing all of this at the moment. Yeah, we, picked, we each picked our five favorite movies of the year. Any overlap we'll talk about at the end. Anything mm-hmm. that we had that the other one didn't have, we're going to talk about and we're going to round robin it and back and forth some of our... And we each had for the movies out of the five, we had three movies different on our mm-hmm. list. We had two similarities, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But we each had different lists for this year, which just shows how great of a year this was for movies. Um, well, oh, that's what I
1: was, Yeah, that's what I was gonna kind of say. Like, there was a lot of options, a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, if we if we wanted to make a top ten list, I'm sure we could probably fill that up pretty easily. There's there's 100%. plenty of plenty of good stuff to watch this year. Through I would have had room and, for Weird Al. Man, I'm telling you, the you Weird would've... Al movie would have made. It was close to my top. Five. <laughs> it was a, on your uh, first draft, I think it made your first draft. <laughs> it it was on my list until about two days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely plenty of out there for anybody who likes uh, movies like we do. And yeah, man, we, we we are ready to talk about them. So
0: you want to kick us off? What was sure. one of your first movies you want to talk about that was on your list for the best of 2022?
1: Well, it's funny about this first one I'm going to talk about is I think looking through our list here. It's the only one that we did do a show on already. Um so that's saying something. So if you want to go back and listen to the show on Prey, uh, that is definitely in my top five. And you know how I know? It's like the only movie I watched, new movie of twenty twenty two that I watched two times. And I don't watch movies two times usually uh ever back to back in the same year maybe like years apart or like a year apart or like revisit something. But I watched Prey and I liked it so much. And I watched it by myself because I think my wife was at work. Uh, And then like the next day or two days later, I was like, Hey, do you want to watch Prey? It was fucking good. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, man. Who, who, who would have thought that the newest entry into the Predator franchise would be one of my favorite movies, but I don't know, man, just something about that movie was just so good to me and like the the thing that got me the most is just how surprised i am at how good it was right like it it had no business being that good um 100 like the fifth or sixth predator movie like who thinks that's going to be a good movie but it was great man the acting uh taking it into um old old like native american before before america's america times like way back then and I thought that was a brilliant, i brilliant idea to do to kind of move it along. We we kind of talked about on our episode. This could spur sequels. Like now, okay, bring bring the Predator into the Civil War, bring Predator into whatever else you want to do throughout time, and just like ancient Japan. I'm telling you, like a samurai Predator movie. Get the fuck out of here! Take all my money. <laughs> uh, yes. But yeah, the 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 acting I thought was great. Um, I think her name was Amber Mid Thunder. Kind of a uh, performance, like a breakthrough performance for her, where we can see her in a lot of stuff coming out. She played it great. I lo- I love a strong female action hero. That's just something I always enjoy because you know we've had so many men play that character throughout the years. To so to see a woman like take that role and roll with it, and you're rooting for her, and she's kicking ass and she's a badass. And I mean, who doesn't love the Predator? And With the technology of today, um, the things that a Predator can actually do now in movies that they couldn't do in, like, the Schwarzenegger and the Danny Glover days is just so freaking badass. Like, yeah, the Danny (laughs) Glover days. I said it. Dude, Um, I I fucking love Predator, too. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. Um, But just, like, some of the creative ways he was able to, the Predator is able to, you know, get to his victims that he can do in a movie in 2022 is just... Awesome and makes you cheer and just I don't know, man. I, I loved everything about that movie. It was nice, tight, short, not too long. Um, the action kind of spoke for itself. There was parts where there's just no dialogue and and just watching it all happen. Um, I don't know, man. I I just thinking about the movies this year. I, I definitely had to give it a place. Um, and it was on Hulu, free for you to watch. You didn't even have to go to the theater. So it was almost watched, a crime almost a crime it definitely it deserved to be a theatrical release guarantee that if the sequel comes out it will be um i hope so but if you have hulu it's on there check it out definitely worth your time if you're a fan of the predator series or action movies or anything like that uh definitely loved it absolutely and in case because we didn't say it before mm-hmm.
0: so maybe i'll edit it here maybe it's just going to be placed here we're going light spoilers if no spoilers at all so just heads up on sure. that. Um, You've come to just, expect that from us. You've yeah. come to expect it. We try not to be too spoiler crazy, <clears throat> but just heads up, just in case if you didn't listen to our TV one, we did give that disclaimer. I agree with you with Prey. It was on my list. If we did more than five, chances are it was going to be on there. Really enjoyed that movie. I need to watch it again before I end up bouncing Hulu again from my, my, my subscriptions uh, mm-hmm. because I don't go into Hulu a lot, but... Prey was definitely a highlight of this year. I will definitely give you that. It was, it was appointment movie watching.
1: It was. Um, so that is one of my five. What is let's, let's, let's hear one of yours. What do you got for me? Really for, if you've looked at any top
0: lists, movies, I think this one has been on it and it's definitely made ours. Top gun Maverick um, went to the show to see it Um, for me. Top Gun Maverick was surprisingly good. Shouldn't have been nearly as good as it was. I had an inkling that it was going to be really good when I went to see something else and they put like a 10 minute trailer on it. And I wanted to keep watching Top Gun instead of what I was there to watch. Can't remember what the hell I went to the movie to see, but I sat there for 10 minutes watching this Top Gun 2 scene. And I was just like, I just want to keep watching Top Gun 2. So um, it was just a marvel of filmmaking. I mean, Tom Cruise has made it a point now to really kind of go back and just like make movies real. And he's, you know, for years, he's been doing those giant stunts with all of his movies. He has, I mean, even The Mummy, he did like a zero G plane crash. And like every movie he's in, it does some kind of crazy big stunt for real um, makes it feel special. All of his movies have a moment like that. And this one is no different, but this entire movie was filmed pretty much in jet cockpits. Like, so when you're watching it on the big screen, it looks different. It looks special. It looks old school in a way, but just the things that they did in this movie, the practical effects. And then the story was there. I mean, Top Gun is a classic. Is it a good movie? Probably not. Uh-huh. This made it a good movie. Like this was a way better sequel than it had any right to be. And then when you threw in all of the movie practicality that they did, it was just something special. And it was something I've watched a couple times now. And it's now on Paramount plus for everybody to watch for the subscription cost, which is cool, but it is one of the highest grossing movies of this year. It was the first and really only movie that crossed a billion dollars. I think, um, given avatar run for its money for, for making the most money in, uh, definitely so far in North America or America. Um, but Top Gun Maverick was just a solid movie, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. I've watched it, like I said, a couple times now since it's been out on video, but watching it on the big screen was just a good time.
1: Nice. Yeah. One, one, I definitely still have not caught. I know I'm ducking from people throwing stuff at me for (laughs) saying so, but, uh, yeah that's what everyone says very surprising I think Uh, 100% surprising if you would have asked
0: me earlier in the year do you think Top Gun will make your list I would have probably laughed at you
1: yeah like I remember when I first saw the Top Gun sequel trailer and I was like no way get the hell out of here Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know people seem to love it generally everybody like everybody yeah
0: like (laughs) as a society we don't agree on anything true Top Gun Maverick this year brought everybody together like i saw so little if any negativity about top gun maverick yeah like avatar everyone's like avatar and then you have people that are shitting on and you have people that love it there wasn't that conversation for top gun it was just how good it was yeah literally that was the only conversation i can't even i can't even tell you if i saw anybody who said they didn't like top gun crazy ain't it it's a hundred percent crazy a hundred (laughs) percent crazy but why i made my list and that's why it made a lot of people's lists nice nice what um, else you got what's one of your other favorites of the year man man yeah, let's keep this
1: ball rolling yeah, so we um, don't go
0: another tv length
1: <laughs> yeah you know what movie i'm gonna say next before i did you see it just so i know I'm curious. no
0: i haven't watched your other two yet okay okay the next one just, i think you're curious. gonna say is on my list i literally just need to sit down and watch it because i know it's on hbo Okay. Yes. Um, is. I just haven't watched it yet, and i a hundred percent feel like if I would have sat down and watched it, chances are it'd be on my list.
1: <laughs> I gotcha. So we're gonna go, no spoilers here for each other as well as others, but um I have to put Banshees of Inshrim on this list. Um, like Chris just said, it is now streaming after uh felt like a long wait on HBO. Uh freshly on there for all you guys to watch. If you haven't seen it. Um, little description of this movie if you haven't heard anything of it on a remote island off the east coast of Ireland Padraig is devastated when his buddy Colm suddenly puts an end to their lifelong friendship with help from his sister and a troubled young islander, Padraig sets out to repair the damaged relationship by any means necessary, however as Colm's resolve only strengthens, he soon delivers an ultimatum that leads to shocking consequences Um this is like the third movie, I think, from Martin McDonough. Maybe he might have more.
0: No, I it's think you're right. One, I think, think it's three because it was in Bruges, Seven Psychopaths. This is his
1: fourth. Oh, because Bruges, Seven billboards. Psychopaths, Three Billboards, and now this one. Right. Um, Man, this guy makes good movies. I don't know. I don't <laughs> really know what does. he's 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 one of these top directors, you know, a guy who when he comes out with a new project, I think you just got to watch it. Um, And this is this movie is reuniting um, the cast of Colin Farrell and Gleason. I can't think of his first name. Um, Brendan. uh, Yes, Brendan, Brendan Gleason. Uh, Man, those two guys keep making movies together. For some reason, their their chemistry is perfect. Unbelievable. But yeah, this this movie is like like I just said, it's fully shot in Ireland uh they speak with a deep Irish accent that I did have to turn on the captions for to understand I was about to say, sounds it's like totally, subtitles yeah um but man it's hard to describe why I like this movie so much it's just just really good like a feel good even though it shouldn't be cuz it's dealing with some very heavy dark themes but at the same time it's like funny like i'm laughing out loud like colin farrell is funny like the dude, when when given the right material, he is just funny in, like his delivery. Um, a lot, some crazy shit goes down in this movie. Obviously, I'm not gonna talk about it, but um, beautiful movie too. Like, like I said, shot in Ireland and like the rolling hills and meadows and villages and pubs and goats and everything. It's just like it just makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside watching. Um, even dealing with the themes, some great performances from those two. Also, the actress who plays his sister gave a great performance. And uh, Barry Keoghan, I heard, stole the show. Oh, my God. Like, he, that dude is having a hell of a year, too. I mean, I liked him in The Eternals. We all know he might be Matt Reeves' Joker. Uh, He's been in plenty of other things. But in this movie, dude, given the little amount of screen time he had, like, every time he's on screen, you're just like, this guy is amazing. And he really was a great addition to this film um yeah it's gonna make you cringe it's gonna make you laugh it's just a great movie some some might think it's too slow it was right up my alley i thought it was you know i didn't feel like i was sitting there for two plus hours and it's it's a little long movie but like it's one of those where you don't feel like it's taking that long and when it ends you're like oh i don't want it to be over so definitely if you if you haven't seen it banshees of Insurance, it's on hbo Uh, now go check it out definitely worthy of your time and that's why I made my list I 100% believe that I mean I really Martin McDon
0: Donna hasn't struck out he got a lot of credit for three billboards I feel like um, Seven Psychopaths is Mm -hmm. my favorite of his movies I love that movie Like love that movie and I feel like that one just completely his movies are so good that that one is like the least talked about right because everything else he's done is that much better Uh-huh. but yeah if you gave if you sat the, if you forced me to sit down and been like hey what's your 10 favorite movies of all time i can guarantee you at least two of his pop up on my list for sure you know in Bruges and seven psychopaths are probably going to pop up on my top 10 if i really sat down and think about it so there was no way i'm not watching this just with everything trying to watch in the holidays just didn't get to it yet which is shocking but not oh, you'll, at the same time. You'll,
1: you'll watch it and I'm sure we'll talk about it
0: yes 100% and like I said I do have no doubts that if I uh, I'm very excited after hearing you talk about it mm. that we're going to uh, to watch it maybe you know, New Year's weekend you always got to watch some movies for sure put it on your list It'll, 100% already there my friend all right, what do you got for
1: me, man? What do you got next?
0: So one of my favorite movies this year was uh, Pearl, mm. which was uh, Pearl directed Harbor? Pearl Harbor starring nope. Ben Affleck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Ben Affleck and uh, 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 Josh Hartnett. Uh, <laughs> I never seen that movie. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Quoting this movie. Um, Pearl, which was a Ty West movie starring... Uh, Mia Goth Mm -hmm. Um, it was technically a prequel to the movie X which also came out this year so like X came out in March and it was set to be a it was basically a slasher comedy horror thing where it was basically about this group of filmmakers that went to this old farm to film an adult film and then the owners of that farm kind of go crazy on them And Uh it's kind of funny, kind of dark, kind of weird, kind of graphic, kind of all over the place. And then they decided to do, they basically have a trilogy set up. So Pearl is the second part of this trilogy, which was a prequel to X, which basically Mia Goth, who's also in X as a completely different character, plays the old lady who lives on, who owns the farm. But in 19, like 20s. And did you watch Pearl? i have not seen pearl i've seen x okay did you enjoy x or i thought x was good it had some moments did you know mia goth played the the porn star and also played the old lady i did i did not know that until like after when i was looking at pearl and i was like oh that makes sense then when i rewatched i was like yep that's her um yeah so mia goth is all over this um So then it basically, Pearl is a prequel that takes place in the 1920s. But the thing that Ty West, the director and writer, along with me at Goth, who did a lot of producing and writing, I think, for this one as well, one of the things that they did was they almost wanted to make like a 1920s movie. So it was very like Wizard of Oz, like the music and everything was very, very like 1920s, 1930s. So the whole movie had a completely different feel, which I found intriguing. Um, One of the things about this movie was just, yeah, following this old lady that you saw and all of her troubles and where she grew up to going back to when she was like 20 and then seeing what made her that way that you saw in X. So it's definitely interesting in that way. Once again, prequels aren't my favorite, but this one, I think just the way it was made from a filmmaking standpoint, all of the stuff that they did from the 1920s idea for it. And really what I think is, Puts this movie in my memory that I can't stop thinking about is Mia goth. Mia goth in Pearl does like a, just she's a force of nature in that movie. Like she just goes from the beginning all the way through to the end. And I've just been a long time since I've seen anyone just act in that way. She carries that entire movie. When you leave, you're like, what did I just watch? And it's almost all because of her. And it just, she, just makes that just an unforgettable film and um, I need to watch it again I need to watch it a couple more times but I couldn't just because of her performance alone I couldn't put it on I couldn't not put it on this list but I've thought about this movie a lot since I've seen it I went to the show to see it which was crazy because towards the end of this movie no spoilers but towards the end of this movie she does a monologue It's like 12 minutes. She does like a 12-minute monologue where literally the camera is just on her. No cuts, no nothing. She is just monologuing her ass off. It's amazing. And I watch people in my theater walk out. I'm like, how are you walking out at this? Like, She is up there doing this 12-minute insane one-cut monologue, and you're just like, eh. And you're walking mm. away. Yes, the movie's a little weird. Yes, it's set in 1930s, so there's a lot of old-timey stuff. Yes, it's a bunch of other stuff. But, like, I don't know, from a film standpoint, it just was different. It was just something about it that was special. And it was. it's weird saying this is like a prequel to X, which is some, like, porno slasher. Mm-hmm. This is a completely different movie and it's just how that falls in. is just something different and it's just insane. And it was crazy to see. I was glad I saw it in theaters. I was glad to watch it. And it's something I still think about and it made my list. I couldn't not put it on here.
1: Nice. Very nice. Yeah. After seeing X, um, I
0: definitely want to see Pearl. Uh, and then Maxine, the third part comes out next year.
1: Also with Mia Goth. Going also with the... Mia
0: Goth, and that one's in the 80s. So we were in the 70s for X, the 19, like 18 or something for Pearl. And mm-hmm. then we jumped to uh, the 80s, I think, for Maxine.
1: Hey, man, Ty West had a definitely crazy, crazy blueprint. You know, he, he's making a trilogy all within like a two year span which is which is unheard of two
0: of them came out this year march and then like i
1: think what september or something yeah i just love that i just love that it's just like such an uh such a crazy like breakneck speed way to make films and kind of have a trilogy all within that span of time is just interesting to me i don't know why just that part alone makes me want to be like, I'm going to give this guy some money and go see these movies because this is crazy what he's doing.
0: Yeah, it's just different. And then like to see, because obviously Pearl took place on the same farm that X did. So obviously from a filming standpoint, that was super easy. Like they just had to change some of the decorations and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the cast was the same. So they just kind of was like, all right, here's our couple new actors. Okay, Mia Goth, you change, you know, what you're doing. We throw a couple other actors in there, do your thing. But uh, like I said, it's just different. And in a in a world in which we live with cinema and kind of getting the same thing, when you get something that's different, it just kind of really stands out. And I to me, Pearl really stood out as something that I, like I said, still think about. So it's definitely, I think it's worth watching. It's just can be weird. And I, as I said, people were walking out of the theater when I went and saw it just because it's not what you think it's going to be. And it's not traditionally it's just not traditional film you know what people are used to seeing if you can't handle a little bit of weird (laughs) a little bit of uncomfortableness then you you know you walk out so it's
1: not for everybody but it was for me everybody should be able to handle a a little bit of weird so that's okay yeah cool cool man um
0: what was up on your list as you're finishing up your uh your solo faves
1: Definitely, this one took a little thought, but um, and it was a late entry, uh, very late I only, entry. I think I only watched it a week or two ago. I think so. Um, and everyone can watch it because it is available on Netflix. Uh, but it is Emily the Criminal, uh, starring Aubrey Plaza and Theo Rossi. Also, it has a uh, is the main male actor. He's you may know him from Sons of Anarchy. Um, oh yeah, I love that dude. Yeah, he's he's really such
0: good. He was such a good show.
1: Wasn't it? it really so was. Short. I never watched so Mayans. Did you watch Mayans? I think I might have watched the first episode and I was like, ah, eh, it's not the same. Yeah, I watched a few a handful, but anyway. Yeah, it didn't feel the same. But back to this. Um, I don't know. Kind of like how you just talked about Pearl kind of being driven by Mia Goff. I feel like this movie was driven by Aubrey Plaza and I don't know. I've always had this idea about her that she has in her to be like a leading actress, not, and not even just in like a comedy, but just like, I don't know. Ever since watching, um, ah, damn it. Now I'm going to sound stupid. I can't think of the name of the sh- Legion on FX. Yeah. Um, and she was like the main antagonist. And then I was like, man, she's really good she at really... this. Like, yeah. She's like, she's really good at this. This is, she's not just the girl from parks and recreation, you know? um, But yeah, she, she definitely drove this movie in a way that totally impressed me. Um, So Emily, the criminal is on Netflix. Now, like I said, it's a, it's about a, it's kind of, it's going to appeal to millennials because it's about, you know, she's uh, 30 something kind of stuck in a dead end job, went to art school, has a ton of student loans uh can't pay him she's falling behind she's watching her peers and people she went to school with become successful and she's not and she kind of falls into this she meets she meets this guy or goes to this place and doesn't know what's gonna happen all she knows is you know she's off she's gonna make two hundred dollars doing something it's like okay so she's like desperate and she kind of falls into this world of basically credit card fraud um and it just kind of rolls from there hence the title emily the criminal and it's just, I, I, thought, I thought this movie was a really good character study on somebody who's kind of like desperate and, and um, does something they know is illegal and knows is wrong, but just is so desperate to make something of themselves mm. and actually like survive and get by. And watching her kind of evolve from this shy, diminutive girl to like kind of a criminal mastermind in a way not even <laughs> right. a criminal mastermind but just like you'll watch it and you'll see if you do want to watch it um it's on my list uh, i've added it to my list because i do love aubrey plaza um,
0: yeah but yeah i haven't haven't gotten around to it yet it wasn't bookmarked in my head to being like
1: i need to watch this for the end of the year for this podcast yeah yeah definitely i had i had a few like that too um i don't know man but this movie is just driven by like it's suspense um there's a there's there's a lot of sequences in here and you know, it's not crazy on the violence, but just like the suspense of us watching a movie where it kind of makes your heart race a little bit when somebody's stuck in a situation where it's like, are they going to get out of this? What's going to happen? This is crazy. I'm too nervous. I don't want to watch. I'm like looking through, you know, shuttered fingers over my eyes. It's just one of those kind of movies. And I, I like that. And when it's done really well, um, I just enjoy the hell out of it. And like I said, it's really driven by Aubrey Plaza. She's, she kind of, she has the chops, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised after this movie kind of gets seen and maybe award season comes around. And if she's nominated for things, we're going to see her in some more things. She's definitely um, up there on like the up and coming actor, actors and actresses uh, who can kind of do this thing. So I think it's, it's worth your time. It, it was a really fun movie. And it's another one of those, like you said, you were thinking about Pearl. I was thinking about this for a couple of days after it was like, oh, I really liked that. That was cool. Isn't that so, the best? Yes. Like it's
0: very, it's very rare where you're like still thinking about a movie. Like half of the times I watch something
1: and I just kind of like, all right, that was good. Yeah, I, wa- I like it. Walk but I walk out of the, I walk out of the theater. Or I'm done. I never think about it again. <laughs> like that's 90% of movies. Um,
0: Yeah. of movies (laughs) but when you find one that's just like sticks with you it just feels special and that's awesome that that one feels that way like I said it's on my Netflix list I just haven't it it didn't scream like I need to watch this for the end of the year because I obviously until you mentioned it I didn't hear anybody talking about it so I didn't really know it was like that level but definitely going into 2023 it's definitely on my list to check out knowing it's just sitting right there on Netflix
1: and it made Barack Obama's Top list i if, did if notice that, if, that as well that i did notice that, that does if that does anything for you barack obama liked it um so that should yeah his list motivation. was his list was interesting yeah it always is he's he's a weird guy <laughs>
0: all i remember to, talking about past presidents which is a weird sidebar but i always remember the story about bill clinton and how much yeah. he loved
1: air force one <laughs> that sounds about right he because he thought he could I'm Harrison Ford. Get off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do, Hillary. If they got on my plane, that's exactly what I do. Get off my plane. <laughs> they called me and they gave me that line. I gave them that line. That's what I would say. Hit them with my saxophone.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm glad I brought that up just for that. Um, yeah, My turn. Yeah, yeah. What what else you got on this, dude? This is gonna be this is gonna be something else, man. Um, total lad, late edition for me. I went ran to the yeah. theater to see it because I I had a feeling that if I watched it, it would make my list, and I was a hundred percent right. And as weird as this is gonna sound, and it could be a hundred percent recency bias, but I don't know. I Honestly, think this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Whoa. And I went and saw Babylon. And Babylon Five. I wish. Well, no, I don't wish <laughs> Babylon Five. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of Babylon Five. But Babylon the uh, and I already forgot the director's name. Yeah.
1: Well, you um, know the cast.
0: Who's in oh, it? Oh yeah, Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. uh, Brad Pitt, a couple other people. Damon Chiselle is yes. the director. Toby Maguire was in it. Margot Robbie, Olivia, Olivia Wilde, Jean Smart—it's got a bunch of people in this movie. I adored this movie. Um, I had really? a feeling I would. The trailers do it no justice because the trailers don't show you anything because it's hard to it's hard to advertise for this movie. It has a three-hour and like fifteen-minute runtime. I think I went in for a four-thirty show and left it at like eight o'clock at night. Um, so when you're throwing trailers in and on top, it just was a lot. So I mean, it's it's definitely there. But the story that they told like this movie takes place in the 1920s of during the silent film era, and it's following just the way of the world in the 1920s into the 1930s when they developed the talkies, you know, the, the audio and film and the silent, the death of the silent film era, and how that affected the people who were stars of the silent film and all of those stuffs, and then just following those different types of people and there you had the musicians you had the actors you had the actresses you had all of this stuff and just seeing the way and it, kind of similar to today where you had the changes in culture you know things that were acceptable in the 20s all of a sudden in the 30s weren't acceptable anymore and you had all these things the biggest thing that this movie has against it that I think and when I was reading reviews most of the people It seemed to be the complete thing was the first 30 minutes are nothing but debauchery, which was unexpected in a way, but it's extremely graphic. So like you're watching the first 30 minutes of this movie and it's insanity. And you're just like, what is happening in this movie? I feel like I'm having a manic episode and you're just watching all these depraved things and acts and things that are happening. And it's a lot. So then when you're watching it you're like, okay, immediately within the first 2 minutes I was like I can see why people and I really thought the people in front of me were walking out cuz the one dude uh-huh. just got up and left and I was like, "Huh, that was fast." Um and when I was reading reviews, all the negative reviews came from the fact from the people who couldn't handle the debauchery in the beginning. They do some crazy shit in the first 30 minutes and they don't give you the title screen of the movie Babylon until 40 minutes in, which is crazy in its own right. Um but I just the the music, the way those put together the performances, Margot Robbie. I've never I've always been fine with Margot Robbie. She's just like, okay, she's fine. This movie, like, she's an she's like a powerhouse man. Like the stuff she does in this movie puts everything else I've ever seen her do to shame. It's insanity of the stuff that she does. And just watching her, like she's like one of my favorite actresses now watching her in this movie. Like Just the stuff. And, you know, a lot of this happened very similar. The director was also the director of La La Land. I love that movie. Something about that movie, the performances, the music, the themes, everything that was about that movie. So I had a feeling I was really going to like this movie and I was 100 percent right. Like this movie just spoke to me in levels that I know it doesn't speak to. Definitely as it's flopping currently and most people are saying they couldn't get past the debauchery in the first 30 minutes like i really feel like there was a movie there that spoke to me and i couldn't not put this on my list because if anything this really is my favorite movie of the year man it just this was yeah. this was top notch for me man
1: very good yeah it's it's kind of flown under my radar i mean i just i just saw posters here and there like a poster with brad pitt and Margot roby and yeah but uh after hearing you talk about it i definitely will have to put it on uh to watch list I think
0: it's it's going to be on Paramount they said 45 days it'll be on Paramount so basically February it'll be on Paramount I'm definitely going to watch it again once it hits that I've been listening to soundtrack for two days because it's just jazz and just the chaotic music I just love and uh like I said something about that story the time period just I I uh, there was a lot about filmmaking in that which being kind of a filmmaker in my own right like I can appreciate a lot of that stuff. And just thinking about the stuff that he did in this movie, this is like an Epic film in its own right. So it's just, there was just a lot of things that worked and spoke to me and that I really enjoyed. Um, I feel like there's quality there, but from my, what I've noticed is like I said, the first 30 minutes killed it for most people. They watched it and they were like, what is this? And within the first two minutes, like I said, crazy shit happens and you're just like, Okay. And it's, it's a weird choice. I don't know why they, I understand moments of it. And I know there's a lot of like inside jokes of the twenties and stuff that stories that came out of that time period that he wanted to include. There's other stuff that I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you really need in that, but I'm okay with that. I am I can look past that and see more of what's there, but I can definitely see why it's, you know, definitely a split opinion where people are like this movies, trash, I think there's, like I said, I think there's something there. It's just, like I said, is long. There's a lot going on, but I really loved this movie. Like no, I've I literally, know. like I said, it's been two days now. I really, I could have went to the theater for to watch a three hour and twenty minute movie or whatever it is. I could have done it again. Cool. And it's I the mean, first it's, movie I've thought about in a long time where I'm like, I'm gonna buy that when it comes out on DVD. <laughs> as long as you enjoyed
1: it, I 100% screw it. Screw what everybody else thinks.
0: Yeah, I, I had very few doubts that I wouldn't love Babylon, and by the time it ended, I was I had moments throughout where I'm like, okay, where are we going? By the time I hit the end, I was just completely, just emotionally invested. I was just 100%, like, I sat in my truck afterwards, just, like, taking in what I watched. And I've spent two days now just sitting there, just, like, processing it. And that's just, like, as we talked about with uh, the Banshees and Emily the Criminal, it was like, that doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen all the time where you can't stop thinking about it. And to me, like I said, Babylon, was that for me?
1: You want a good Margot Robbie performance also as a last note, go watch I, Tanya. I don't know if you saw that. She's I did.
0: That. And I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? Honestly, I watched Amsterdam as I was preparing for this list. I really liked that movie. I know that she got some flack for that being a flop as well. I really thought that was a good movie. Um, yeah,
1: she's, she's talented
0: yeah, she really is. um, but this her performance in this movie of just being completely unhinged. and i've I don't know if I've ever seen an actress or even an actor for that case, but just like, let everything hang out there. Like she just was so off the walls insane. <laughs> it was like her Harley Quinn, but like times a hundred of just I think that that helped her get there but there were just so many things that she did
1: and so just way she did it just phenomenal. And so I was reading, huh? You're you're telling me you're going to be the first one in line to go see Barbie then.
0: <laughs> if it didn't open the same day as Oppenheimer, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, I definitely, it, it definitely is the same case that happened after I saw La La Land and I couldn't stop watching Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone movies. I definitely see myself obsessed with wanting to watch, uh, marco robbie movies from now on there you go just something something with that director it just works for me man
1: i like it i like it
0: uh so we had two overlaps we're not done yet we got two overlaps i ain't done yet we're getting yet. there, we're getting uh,
1: there. <laughs> what's that from
0: <laughs> that was that was okay. a quick sidebar story that's completely inside baseball here but we had a friend who was, we were all hanging out at my house with my parents and we were drinking. And then he kept drinking and kept drinking and he was getting drunker and drunker. And then he was well, like, I need another Mike's. And my mom was like, I think you've had enough. And he said, no, I ain't done yet. And uh, we died laughing because he just told my mom, I ain't done yet. I need to keep drinking.
1: So, and he said it exactly in that voice. Exactly
0: in that voice. Exactly in that pitch. And we died laughing. And even my mom sat there and was laughing that he told that to her. And I say that way too often, just because it was ridiculous.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's a good so let's one. talk
0: about some of the common films that we had here. Yes. First one up, we had two, so we're almost there. The first of our overlap films was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once.
1: Not surprising, this one's probably on, on everybody's list, list, and it's it's be. on its way to winning probably how many Oscars. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll definitely be a i'm not I'm not i mean I'm not gonna sit here and say it's gonna win, but it it's deserving to um, dude, what a good movie uh, right like one of the most original movies you could imagine it's like you're having a fever dream of craziness, and like it's a love letter to genre films at the same time, and um Michelle Yeoh is a freaking force of nature actress from her uh the way she can convey emotion through just her looks and just a couple words and she's a fucking badass kung fu (laughs) you know what i mean i've I've
0: loved her since i first saw her as the bond girl in tomorrow never dies with uh pierce brosnan uh and every time i see her crouching tiger hidden dragon just everything she pops up to me she's always been just like Michelle Yeoh's in it. Badass. Yeah. And I've just loved everything. And to see her getting the recognition that I feel like she deserves, and she definitely deserves for this film, just warms my heart, man. It just, it's just awesome yeah. to see. As like we said in the previous episode, we don't really care about awards, but I would love for Michelle Yeoh to just get everything, which it sounds like she's on her way to doing
1: so. And in a year when um, the biggest one of the biggest hype movies was a multiverse movie called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness made for millions of dollars by Marvel. Who would have thought a, a, like an A24 movie dealing with the multiverse would like blow it out of the water? Sorry, Doctor Strange fans, but I'm not telling any lies here. Um, yeah, dude, it was just fantastic from her. Um, I would love to say his name, but I would butcher it but you know him from the Goonies and short round in Indiana Jones as her husband, all grown up, uh, amazing performance as like a timid, diminutive husband. But then he also flips the switch like in the multiverse to like a, a guy who's helping her. And um, I think a breakout performance in this movie was the daughter, Stephanie uh, Yeah, man. She's going to, she's going to get a bunch of roles after this. Like she was amazing yep and you didn't think that was going to be her role in the beginning of this movie you just be like ah, a little side character like michelle Yeoh's daughter who's gonna she was like a force just by the end character yeah Character the character and just so amazing um amazing <laughs> costumes amazing sets just you have no up. idea what you're sitting down to watch you really don't and you, and, you and from
0: scene to scene this movie mm-hmm. just goes like i i can't even i'm trying to i'm i'm pulling up a description so you, for anybody who hasn't seen everything everything everywhere all at once it's about an aging chinese immigrant who's swept up in an insane adventure in which she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led insane adventure
1: is uh... insane
0: adventure there's yeah, shit in this movie true. that is insane yeah yeah. Um, that's a perfect description but yes it's just Michelle Yo just doing her thing it's this martial arts multiverse it honestly killed the Marvel multiverse for me because I watched this movie in theaters and everything everyone else did I was like garbage 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 <laughs> this movie was just yeah seeing short round um, I was going to try his name Kehei Kwan is I think his name And you're shaking your head like I'm 100% wrong. So (laughs) I'm sorry, Kay, if I'm wrong, you're still the man. (laughs) He is is the man. He is the man. It was good to see him like out there. I've read interviews now with him just saying, I never thought I would act again. He's been doing choreography and doing a lot of fight choreography and other stuff behind the scenes. Still doing movies since he was a kid. But to get back in front of the camera and have that moment that he's had this year is just awesome. Um, But yeah, this movie is like next level there's crazy shit in it it kills anything marvel's trying to do with their multiverse i don't know if anyone's gonna be able to do a multiverse movie better than this um it's got martial arts action which i love like mm-hmm.
1: so got, much about this got, movie just it's just amazing a, it's got jamie lee curtis actually like having fun you know yeah i haven't
0: seen her have fun in a long
1: time yeah her playing laurie strode i mean that's kind of what she's been doing besides this and this, like you could actually tell she was like leaning into it and having fun and being part of it. And like, uh, it was great to see her in that role too. And
0: and I'm sorry. And we're, we're not, like I said, really doing spoilers and this really isn't going to spoil anything unless you've seen the movie, but raccoon atui. Oh my God. That killed (laughs) me. I was in tears. I was laughing so hard at that in the movie and it kept coming back. And it killed me every time. And the people in the theater were annoyed because I was laughing so damn hard. And it was my real laugh, not my fake laugh that I do for people that see. It was the real laugh that people who know me know when they hear it. And it's very rare, but it comes out. And it came out during that movie. And I'm sure I annoyed a lot of people.
1: That killed me. (laughs) He was like, she's heard too much (laughs) or (laughs) something. Killed me. Uh, Killed me. It was was so
0: freaking funny. It was heartwarming. It's just yeah. it really was a great movie. It, it's it's on everyone's list. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a list that doesn't have it on it. If you haven't seen it yet, just go watch it. It's worth it.
1: And like even just beyond all the craziness, and there's a ton of craziness. Yeah. It's still like at the core just a movie about like love and family and like mother-daughter and father-daughter and husband and wife relationships. Yep. Like you could even take away all of the crazy multiverse stuff and it would still be a good feel good, like, you know, ups, ups and downs, but at the end you're up and it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those movies that just kind of had a little bit of everything and it was all good.
0: What was funny was, and unfortunately this is probably a a negative thing, but there was a group of people next to us in the theater and we're watching this movie and there's one part towards the end of this movie where it movie gets real quiet. Okay. And you're reading subtitles because they're in a universe in which there aren't people. If you've I mean, seen the movie, like, you know what I'm talking about.
1: That was like the best scene in the movie, I think.
0: Right? It was like the best scene in the movie. It made yeah. you cheer up. It made you feel emotion, and you shouldn't in that. If you really like look at that scenario, you shouldn't. Yeah. But there were people sitting down the aisle from us, and I heard because the theater was dead silent, and all of a sudden I heard some girl go, What the fuck is going on? And I was like, oh, That's not for them. And then the movie ended, and literally they told the one dude, you're never allowed to pick a movie again. And I'm like, how did you not love this movie?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Those people, you know,
0: it bothers me when, like you said, it bothers me sometimes. I mean, I understand not everything's for everybody, but I also feel like there's some shit that I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like stuff is so good that everybody should love it. And I'm glad that this movie has popped up on so many lists, so many people's lists of just loving it.
1: You should have told those people that Fast and the Furious 10 is in the next theater over. You guys can go watch that.
0: Right, 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 (laughs) right. Uh, But yeah, Uh, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Amazing. See it. please. Just watch it. It's on Showtime. It's streaming. You can rent it. You can buy it. It's out there. Worth watching. Last movie, and we wouldn't be a comic book podcast if we didn't talk about the batman
1: mm.
0: the batman matt reeves another batman reboot with robert pattinson came out in march uh we did a podcast episode about it we did we talked about it it's it's batman man um new batman, batman. universe we got a new take on the the riddler with paul dano where as you said we got a, a teaser with barry keoghan as the the joker new batman this movie was awesome and i was literally sitting there going i haven't seen this movie since march does it deserve to be on this list is it really as good as i thought put it on the other day 18 minutes into this movie 18 minutes and i said "Yup, it belongs on my admit list i don't even have to finish the movie it It belongs on my list for best of the year the atmosphere the Uh just time period in which they did this batman robert pattinson is awesome i've just I had zero doubts that he could be Batman after watching good times after watching the lighthouse sold that Robert Pattinson can do whatever he wants. He could do no wrong. Yeah. He was twilight. Who gives a fuck? That was 20 years ago. I don't care about any of that shit. Watch good time. Watch the lighthouse, watch whatever high life or whatever other movies he's done. That's proven that he can act. If you've watched any of those movies and they announced that he could be Batman, you knew. Yup. He could be batman and you know what yup he could be batman and he was (laughs) a fucking great batman he was uh it was the first time we saw him as a detective man talk about batman i'm just gonna keep going keep talk about batman done
1: everything everything you said is true and like we're not ranking these movies like saying oh this was the best but this eh, i mean this might be my favorite movie of the year maybe um just it was so good it was it was so good like you just said robert pattinson as uh batman was panned by some but i was excited for it i i thought the guy had what it took and he did as a brooding bruce wayne but also as just his batman was so freaking good just like quiet and introspective and smart and trying to outsmart people and he he could whoop your ass too and he's just learning to be batman and he's making mistakes like we've never seen batman make mistakes before this batman made mistakes and it's like so real it's like this is freaking fantastic um uh, great supporting cast like you said paul dano and uh Alan farrell Colin, coming back on farrell's back again in our list as uh the penguin um i can't think of her name right now um kravitz kravitz zoe kravitz as catwoman enjoyed the hell out of that and just everybody else in between um In Gotham City, like just the just the atmosphere, the Gotham City in this movie is probably the best Gotham City I've ever seen. Like, say what you will about the Dark Knight, and um, which of course is a fantastic movie. It's one of my favorite movies, but the Gotham City in this movie just felt more like a character, right? Like it was more alive and and dark and noir and and scary. And just like the Gotham City in no one's movies was just kind of like, all right, we're in any Chicago name any, name any city. We're in <laughs> Chicago, we're in LA, we're in New York. Yeah. I feel like Matt Reeves actually took the time to like give Gotham a personality. And that just felt refreshing and fun to me because that's how I like in the comic books when it's like that. Um it felt just like a great Batman comic. You know what I mean?
0: It was the first um, movie that felt like a Batman comic
1: it really did and that's what i want that's what i really love um yeah dude and if i sit here and think about it it might be my favorite batman movie i know hypocrisy the the performance of heath ledger is legendary we all know that but movie as a whole i think i like this better than the dark knight oops but uh,
0: uh i think we did a list and i don't think you said that then
1: <laughs> well i i've thought about it and i might have changed my mind uh i don't know it's they're neck and neck but it's it's on that same level uh can't wait for the next next one hope you know through all this dc turmoil we do and know this that-
0: makes me nervous about all of it is you don't know exactly where this movie Stands this universe stands. What it becomes? What's it gonna become? There's a lot of question marks that makes me
1: nervous. Me too, but I I just gotta believe. There's no way they can't. Just how good it was, and I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So right, it ain't it ain't broke. It works. Robert Pattinson is a fantastic Batman. I'd love to see him dive more into Bruce Wayne. We didn't see that side as much, but uh, he's got Batman down, man. Just like everything about it whatever whatever studying he did and whatever comics he read and whatever movies he watched the dude can the dude can act and he's a great batman loved it um and yeah i it has to be on our list it was just a fantastic yeah. movie best comic book movie of the year like hands down. you hands notice there was down. no marvel we didn't talk about marvel in the last two episodes i know and you know what <laughs> that's it, crazy because we love marvel movies but when you start stacking them against movies that are just really you look and be like wow that was like i don't know it's, it's hard it's hard to it's hard to say why like if we, if we did one of these lists in the year infinity war came out maybe i would have been like infinity war was the best movie of the year uh but just this year none of them could crack this list that's okay um, oh no, it's 100 okay we got we know, got plenty to come yeah we that do. easily so, could
0: crack the list come 2023
1: Yeah, so we'll see about that when we get there. But as for this year, Batman, best comic book movie of the year. Definitely top five. Maybe my favorite. Um, I don't know.
0: It was top notch, man. I can't. I'm excited that they're still talking about the shows for HBO Max to continue building this universe. I'm glad that they're still talking about the Batman 2. I'm glad that James Gunn and the DC and Warner Brothers seems to be wanting to leave it alone. And as far as we're aware right now, it's like that's its own thing over there. Let it just be cool. Leave it. Make it be a nice little treat. Do whatever the fuck you want over with the DCU. Cool. Enjoy it. I'm going to hang out over here with the Batman until you can prove that the DCU is worth my time. So
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: (laughs) As long as you keep that going, uh, if you want to build off the Batman to be the DCU and you want to keep that kind of groove going and do something like that, you know what? I can be here for it too as well. So um it's a great, great place to be. And I had a good time with it this year. It came out in March, and it's as we've said many times on this list. I've thought about it many times and just I couldn't not put it on here.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Couldn't
0: not talk about the Batman. It was just solid movie, man.
1: For sure.
0: Those are our best movies of the year. Not really in any kind of order. We had Prey. Banshees is the Inner Sharon, Emily the Criminal, Top Gun Maverick, Pearl, Babylon, Everything All At Once, and The Batman.
1: Great lists, man. Great lists. All all, all good movies. And I'm glad I heard you um talk about some of these films I haven't seen because you piqued my interest. So I definitely right. have a, a list, a list building here.
0: Absolutely. What's your list as we're heading into the year? Make sure you shoot us what, what you think, what you agree with, what you don't really don't really even care what you agree with or what you don't agree with i want to know what you thought was your favorite movies of the year shoot us yeah. an email over at raise at gmail.com hit us up over twitter instagram youtube you can leave a comment on this video raised a geek is how you find us we are there love to know what your favorite movies are give us your top five give us your favorite movie let us know. Love to know other movies because I want to throw some more shit on my list to watch. So I want to make sure stuff as we move into 2023 doesn't get missed from 2022. So make sure if we didn't talk about it, share it with us. If We did talk about it. Let us know why you loved it as well, but whew, marathon recording session here. I think we're done. That's going to do it for us this week. So for raise the geek, I'm Chris.
1: And I'm done.
0: And thanks for checking
1: out the show. We're geek is all we speak.